Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. On today's episode, I am having a one-on-one with my very dear friend, singer, songwriter, creator, innovator, and just all-around incredible person and human being, Gaddison. Gaddison, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me so of much. Of course, of course. So how have you been handling... I mean, we are still in this pandemic. It is a new year, but we are still in this pandemic. Listen, it's still here. It's still breathing on a neck. Um, <laughs> But um, no, but I mean, you know, I do. I'm one of the, I feel like I fall into the camp of people who are like, listen, this new year is bringing some freshness and newness. So, but that's just, I guess that's kind of my little personality. I just like, you know, so it's a reset. I do. I'm just adios to 2020. For real. For real. I mean, um, you text me on New Year, like, so what what are you working on? I was like, what? The New Year just (laughs) happened like 20 minutes ago. I was like, can I? It just happened. Like, (laughs) Can, Can I, I finish my drink? Today? <laughs> yeah, but that's what I love about you. You're so ready to just innovate and create and you keep going. You don't stop. And it's inspired me. And I know you inspire uh, so many people. So I, I, I love that energy. I love that thank energy you. that you give off. So thank I want to talk a little bit about your story because you have a very interesting story. Uh-huh. And, I, and I know that my listeners are going to be excited to, to hear it. So <laughs> just talk a little bit about where you're from and, and what your musical journey has been. Woo! Okay, so with the musical journey, um, there's so many as, uh, aspects and, and facets, but I, I will say that, you know, where I come from is uh, a musical family. Uh, uh, we some, you know, my family is some singles uh, and uh, started off in the church and the Black Gospel Church. And um, so my great aunt, she was the original singer of uh, the 60s hit, Oh Happy Day. Um, my, then going down, my cousin, he uh, was the uh, guitar player for Prince. Um, so singing is, singing and, in the and family. playing is all up in the blood. Yeah, you know? yeah. So um, that was kind of what I understood as far as, you know, music and growing up. So um, really for me, it's been about finding my own sound uh, when it comes to music, because uh, to be honest, I didn't feel like I necessarily fit in to, and I had a lot of insecurities actually around music and Mm -hmm. singing and all that kind of stuff. So it was just kind of this journey of me finding myself. And that's not to mention, you know, the other stuff that we probably gonna get into. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, but that's that on that. Right, right. So you also dabbled into Christian music for a while. Yes, yes. So what was your experience like with that? Because, you know, and I don't know if you see, and I posted it, but there've been a lot, there's been a lot of resistance in the Christian community in terms of how to approach this pandemic. And I've been very turned off by the, the Christian music industry because they are still allowing what they're calling revivals and, you know, worship concerts to happen in such a sensitive time. And I, I want to know about what your experience was like, you know, yeah. working in, in the Christian community and, yeah. and what you're seeing now that is complete opposite of what you believe as, yeah. as a Christian and as an artist. I know you don't classify yourself as a Christian artist, but I feel like if you're a Christian and you're, yeah. an artist, you're a Christian yeah. artist, you know what you're, I'm saying? You don't have to be there. singing Christian music to yeah. be a Christian artist. But yeah, I just want to know about your experience in, in that industry. So, uh, well. Take a breath now. It's like, oh, when I talk about this stuff, wow. Uh, It feels like a lifetime ago, but I, I, there, there was a love hate relationship with Christian, the Christian music industry. 
I think that, you know, you know, you when you come in as a Christian artist, specifically singing Christian songs, whether that's worship or just inspirational Christian music, you kind of, when you're green, you kind of come in like, oh, you know, this is me and my authentic expression to God. And I'm just sharing this with the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that that intent is cool. And I think that intent is really good. Um, but then you kind of, at least in my space, there was this weird kind of like, you know, with with business comes business um, etiquette, right? So like, you know, you have to start thinking about marketing. You need to start thinking about like numbers and and like touring and different right, things that right. are practical. Right. Um, yet at the same time, at least from my from my space, my sect of Christianity, um, there was this kind of like, but you don't need to be promoting yourself. Mm. And so there was this really weird um, tension of like, okay, you're doing this and you're doing God's work, but don't promote yourself because God is the only one that can promote you and mm -hmm. he can promote you better than any man can. And he can, and so I'm like, okay, am I supposed to like post on Facebook or not? Like, uh, right. what am it's I this, supposed to it's do? It's this push and pull for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, and so I think, you know, specifically when it came to um, the worship community, which, which I was more involved in, um, you know, there's this, there's this really cool aspect of worship that is very intimate, very um, powerful in that you really are there for, for some people's most intimate moments, mm. you know, as a worship leader. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people uh, say, oh, because of that song, dot, 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 or right, right. when I heard this song or in this moment, I, you know, felt blah, 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 and it really changed somebody's life. So it's a really intimate space to be in, and you have a lot of power as a worship leader to not only create a moment, but to really influence people and influence the direction that people are going yeah yeah I say all that because you now then step into this moment where you have these worship leaders that have power to influence a moment and to me the thing that's so disheartening and sad about this particular moment with worship leaders who are just kind of like you know cast off all restraint and let's just like worship and have super spreader events is because um there, there is that power, there is that influence. And we're we're really playing with the most sensitive parts of people. Yeah. yeah. And that's it's really dangerous. And it, I and I it's dangerous. it is. And you touch on something because when you're saying you're playing with the the most like sensitive parts of people, it's like in a time like this, right? People, people are looking for hope and people right. don't want to kind of question, well, you know, why is God doing this? Am yeah. I losing am I losing my faith and not trusting yeah. in him because I'm doing this and I'm doing this? So you you are looking to people that you have followed, that you yep. think are singing messages that you support, and right. you're like, okay, well they don't believe this and, and they're still doing this. So th then that's how it must be because they're the people that I've been following and, and, and being a part of, and they're the ones that are doing the ministry. They're the ones that are anointed or have the calling to be in this position. Let's so see. I'm going to, I'm going to follow whatever they do. And you're right. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. And it really speaks to even another part where we, you know, we in the Christian church in general 
um, have idolized our leaders and we have set them up to be the mediators between us and God. Mm, mm. And the reality is that was the whole point of why Jesus came is that he didn't want no, no, no separation. It's just me and you personal relationship. Right. But we in the church have really idolized these pastors, idolized these worship leaders. And so in a moment where really this pandemic should be pushing us towards intimate, personal um, relationship with God and mm-hmm. us having a tighter uh, a, a conversation with him and moment with, with God, him, her, it, um, we are still looking to these leaders to provide these things. And so that's why we go to these super spreader events. That's why people are going to these whatever, because they're like, okay, well, if this person who's closer to God than I am is doing this, then maybe they know something that God is saying that I don't know. That to me, that to me is almost a lack of faith. Right. Because Absolutely. you're looking at somebody else to make these decisions for you and to tell you what your relationship right. with God is. And it is a right. personal thing. I mean, honestly, if I didn't have my own relationship with God, I would have yeah. walked away from the church a little long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> I mean, I would have been gone. Okay. <laughs> right. But I know that it is a personal relationship. Yes. Um, so what, what kind of responsibility do you think that moving forward, yeah. you know, Christian artists specifically need to take? Because when you are in any sort of industry, but specifically yeah. music industry, because everybody listens to music, right. it's universal right. language, but what kind right. of responsibility do you think that they need to start taking now? Yeah. Because, you know, it, this isn't over. We're, we're, is, we're, yeah. We don't know when it's going to be over. I mean, right. you know the vaccine's here, but Lord have mercy. Who knows? You know what I mean? So, I mean, <laughs> what kind of responsibility would you like to see them take? I, I think for me, it's, it's, I think we've got to step back. Okay. And I've, and this is for everybody. I don't care what, what, uh, uh industry you're in, you're either going to look at this as COVID or, and the pandemic is a problem that I am, uh, a victim of, or you're going to say, Hey, there are opportunities hidden inside the trauma of all of this. There are opportunities that are hidden inside this. And and if I can figure out how to find those gems, then actually I can be an innovator in this moment, Mm, okay? mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I think, so now going back to your question and being more targeted, I think that for worship leaders or for the Christian music artists, there's a beautiful opportunity hidden in this, specifically for worship leaders, to really train their congregations on how to be worship leaders themselves, mm-hmm. how to lead themselves mm-hmm. in worship. Mm-hmm. And, but see, the problem is that we actually kind of like being depended upon as their spiritual whatever. Come on. So we have our services where we love the fact that we're on the stage, the attention is on us. Come on, somebody, let's talk about it. <laughs> The attention is on us and we get to kind of lead you, talk to you, tell you how you should be worshiping, what it looks like and that, 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 that. And the reality is the church would look awfully different if we actually trained our uh, 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 church folks, the regular old church folks that sitting on in the pew <laughs> to actually lead themselves, be- yeah. become worship leaders yeah. and lead themselves into a more connected 
uh, space with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's a, an amazing opportunity. I think even just practically off the top of the dome, why not? Uh, if I was, if I was still, you know, doing the whole worship leader thing, as in like, that's my main thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like, yo, I let's, what does it look like to have a weekly, um, video on how to train people? What is it? What are some elements of worship and leading yourself into worship look like? Cause mm-hmm. listen, but then by the time you get back in church, your worship service gonna be lit, litty lit lit lit. I mean, angels just gonna be showing and appearing. <laughs> hey, listen, little feathers gonna be dropping out the air. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, I think as you said that, you know, with people trying to find that worship leader within themselves or just a spiritual leader yes. within themselves, there's a level of fear also. It. Yep. It's like people don't think that they're worthy enough or that they right. can make the decision if they don't trust their their right. own intuition as being, you know, God's voice or whatever it is. And I see that a lot. And in general, it's not even just with Christians. I think in general, people don't depend on themselves enough. And I know I'm guilty of it. I'm sure you're guilty of it too. Of course, of course. You know, and and we just need to take a step back and figure out how to trust ourselves. And no, like for me, I've had to, I've struggled with this tournament a lot and I've had to really, really try to listen to God's voice. Sometimes I tune him out. I'm like, I don't want to hear you right now. I don't want to hear. Not today. Right. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, I posed this question on, um, on um, my social media a a little while ago. So I'm curious to know what your thoughts were when it comes to uh, Jesus. Uh Do you think that he would be surprised by the amount of followers that he has, it like if he were alive today. Okay. You think and he was he, on socials? And he was on, uh, just in general, it's not even on socials. Okay, just okay, amount, okay. Because he truly is the first person that anybody I followed, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So <laughs> do you think that he would be surprised by the amount of people that are following following his teachings? I put that in quotes. Right. Because that's also another conversation. Right, right. <laughs> and, do you, and do you think that his intention was ever to be this um, globally worshipped? See, this is, that's a very cool question. Very interesting question. I think my first response to that is um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I think he wouldn't be surprised because, you know, he knows all things. And that, that <laughs> thing, right? Like, okay, so, okay, right. God, we know. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, but I think he would be surprised in that um, people miss the whole point of his message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was never really supposed to be um, this almost giving up of our power. It was supposed to be a finding of our own power. Yes, That's yes, why yes. he said, greater things will you do. <laughs> you, not yes. me, you. Yes, yes, Which is yes. a bold and radical statement yeah. because the man was, you know, doing healings. He was raising the dead, healing the sick. He was walking on water. Walking on water. <laughs> I mean, he was he was he was cutting up the soul food and feeding a whole bunch of folk. So I, it's like, but now he did. Now I ain't never raised nobody from the dead. <laughs> I mean, not one. I tried. I did. I prayed real hard. I did. I, God bless my soul. I did. But but greater things, you know. And so I think I think we're missing the point. Yeah. We're missing yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Point. Yeah. Of of Jesus. And so as far as following him, I I, I would put that in in, in in two, three, four quotes. Cause yeah. you know, like, <laughs> that's a that's a conversation. But Ooh, that is a conversation. <laughs> because um, okay. I don't feel like we, we actually really follow we him. We aren't. We aren't an idea of him. Especially 
especially the people that are the most outward followers of Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. I'm like, you really need to go back. <laughs> you, you, and, go back to the scriptures. Right. I mean, to day one, to Genesis. <laughs> like, start from the beginning and then work your way. Or maybe work not. Maybe way. that's the problem. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> uh, okay, but let, let's talk about your music a little bit. Because I know that you, like I said, you don't classify yourself as a Christian artist, but I've always found your music to be inspiring. And, you know, Thank we've you. done songs together. And yes. I think the messages that you send out to me is truly the epitome of what you should be as a Christian artist, as far as inspiring people and and wanting to make people think and feel something. So let's just talk a little bit about the type of music that you're doing and what are your current goals for 2021 with your music? Yeah, for sure. So definitely, um, if you listen to my music, uh, you'll definitely get some some of those inspirational vibes in there. Um, Really, for me, my music is just about kind of telling my own story and and finding the concepts within my own life that I'm journeying through and trying to um, make it as <clears throat> universal as possible because I mm-hmm. think we all in some way shape or form are going through similar things yeah, uh, yeah and so just finding those connecting points and then putting that in a song and um, and then in interviews like this I get to tell my unique spin on that that concept but um, but also people can relate to it and, and put their story in it yeah. But yeah, I love music. Music is like literally my passion. Yeah. I love being able to tell stories uh, with with music. Um, twenty twenty one is about to be lit. You'll 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 see a different side of me. Um, I feel like <sighs> I feel like up until this point, there's been one side of me that people have seen, mm. especially in twenty twenty. Um, there's been kind of a one-sided thing because the moment called for it and I specifically wanted to uh, speak in that, in those terms, you know, so, you know, the song that we worked on, Be the Truth, the song that we worked on um, uh, together mm-hmm. and uh, those songs really kind of spoke to the moment and I'm proud of those songs and you should go stream those songs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but this year I like, um, I got a new song coming out this month, okay? <laughs> and um, and I'm talking about just real stuff. I'm talking about falling out of love. Mm. I'm talking about, um, you know, the hurt of, of love, of, you know, thinking that you were going somewhere. Um, you know, one of the lyrics say, um, um, we thought we were flying, but we were falling. What a mm. shame a lot of love mm. and um this idea that i think is universal to everybody whether you're in a good relationship now congratulations or whether you you single ready to mangle or whether you jaded or whatever <laughs> i mean you can relate to at some point you didn't fail out of love wait so, so i would i would i would talk about this a little bit so it sounds yeah. like you're gonna get more vulnerable with your music oh extremely vulnerable so what caused the shift for you I think I think there's always been that um, there's always been that goal and intent, but I had some things to say before I went there. Mm, okay. Um, okay. And I really wanted to specifically for this year, 2020. There was so much child that that went on that I had to say, "Come on now, be the truth." Right. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And then come on, somebody. Let's do it together. Right, and right. I got that out the way. Um, I'm going to be really talking about some stuff. Also, I haven't said this anywhere, so your listeners is getting it first. But in February, um, 
you know, we'll have to do something because, you know, my story, you know, my story about, mm-hmm. um, you know, Allie, my best friend who happens mm-hmm. to be my ex-wife and this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. But we actually are doing a song together. Oh, amazing. Okay. And we are, it's, it's about our story. Mm-hmm. It's about the, the, um, the day that we transitioned our romantic relationship and ended our marriage. Mm-hmm. And it actually is going to be um, around the same day that we ended. So we, we ended it February 21st of 2017. So mm-hmm. we're releasing a single around that time. So it's going to be really cool. I'm really excited. And, and the girls on there singing. Awesome. I didn't even know she could sing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure can. All right. She, she can do a little me, 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 me. You know, I want you to go into a little bit of your story as much as you can uh, with Allie, because I have always just been so encouraged and uh, just, I I don't, I guess enamored with your relationship because it's, it's very rare Mm. what you two have. So Allie, as you mentioned, is your ex-wife, but I don't want to take your story away. So go just tell the listeners a little bit about your your past and your story with Allie. So, uh, like I said before, raised in kind of the evangelical Pentecostal uh, church, good old church of God in Christ. And uh, come on, somebody, lift mm, your hands. Mm, you? mm, lift those mm. brown hands to heaven. <laughs> um, so anyway, I that's what I was raised in. And I knew two things at a really young age. One is that uh, my faith meant a lot to me. And that was something that I knew was going to be in my life forever. Yeah, yeah. And then I also knew that I was attracted to men. And I also knew that my faith and that that attraction to men, as far as what I was taught, was, was told, did not go hand in oh, hand. My right. God, it don't go hand in hand. Right, right. It's like oil and water don't mix. And um, matter of fact, I heard that it was an abomination. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, I heard you were going to have a special place in hell. I mm-hmm. mean, and then they got to talking about, don't let them church God and Christ folks start talking about the belly of hell. I mean, they get, get into detail <laughs> about the belly. And I said, I ain't never heard so much detail about a belly. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, so uh, that's what I knew. That was my understanding. And also my understanding was that you could pray the gay away. Mm. Now I'm telling you some foundational pieces so you it'll make sense Get on the, the other whole side. Story. Yep, yep. So so basically uh I could pray the gay away. So long story short, I kept going through life. And when I got to um about 2021, 20, something like that, I went into Bible college because again, my faith meant a lot to me. At this point, I had gone through some reparative therapies, I had been to all kinds of counselors, I had, you know, you know, done the stuff. So, and the goal was, hey, when you're really healed, you can go on ahead and marry you a little honey and a little, little female honey, and you can go go and live your godly life. And so, um, so anyway, went to Bible college, ended up meeting my best friend, Allie, she and her best friend and me and my best friend at the time were all kind of like a group of friends. Okay. So before we even, you know, we were just friends. And so I ended up telling all my friends, yo, this is what I'm struggling with. I'm struggling with, you know, homosexuality and I'm working with the Lord to deliver me from this cancer. And, um, and so, you know, they kind of all were like, you know, under the same impression, like, okay, cool. Awesome. We're walking with you. And it was their expression of love that they knew at the time. Mm -hmm. So awesome. So anyway, uh, fast forward, me and Allie actually started dating. So she knew what was going on with me. She knew that I was trying to whatever. So I was very upfront. So we started dating. We ended up getting married. We were married for just shy of nine years, uh, have two beautiful children and um and a boy and a girl and they're just just absolutely gorgeous and beautiful and i love them so much 
Um, but anyway, around that end of that, that, uh, uh, that eighth year, we had, listen, I had been to all kinds of uh, men's purity groups. Mm. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about, there's multiple kinds. For those of you who know what I'm talking about, there's multiple kinds of men's purity groups, right, okay? Right, right, Now there's the men's purity group where you go and you with all the gays, okay? We all just in the same roof and we trying to work the gay out. And, and I'm trying not to be too close to you because I don't want your gay to jump on me too. <laughs> because we all homophobic. Come on, somebody, let's really talk about it. We all are homophobic. And we right, have this right. internalized homophobia. Yeah, 100%. For real, for real. 100%. It's and a so huge issue, it really is within the church community, that internalized homophobia. It really yeah, is. Yeah. And so then there's the other kind of men's purity group where they say, listen, that's too much gay in one room, okay? Mm. We need to get you into a room where there's uh, men who don't struggle with it. Mm-hmm. And you need to learn how to not sexualize the touch of a man. So we're going to have a, this, mad, this group of masculine men gr- gr- come around you, hug you, hit you on the chest, you know, whatever. And, and, and just make sure when you come in the group, put some bass in your voice. <laughs> and so I can laugh wait, about it. Wait, wait. <laughs> Time out. Are oh, yeah. you serious? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's about, it's about, I'm, I'm embellishing a little bit about hitting in the chest, but <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> y'all gonna be like, oh, damn. They just, <laughs> but I mean, but, yeah. But that concept and that idea of right. yes, what, what, what was happening is we need masculine people in here and let their masculine energy rub off on you. We're going to hug you. We're going to treat you like one of the boys. We may even slap you on the butt. Okay. And they and really that, thought that this was an effective way of like quote unquote therapy to change now, God made you. Now let now listen to this gonna be the this gonna be the one that a, that a, that that you, you and your viewers are gonna love. I'm gonna tell you a story, okay? Now listen. We okay, so one time I was in this group, this the this the manly one, okay, the masculine one, okay. So I was in the group and they said we, we're gonna do a men's retreat, okay? So I'm like, okay, men's retreat, that's cool. And so they say, you know, men's retreat, we're gonna go camping. I'm like, mm, I'm a city boy, but okay, for Jesus, I'll do it, okay? For Jesus. I'll go in the woods for Jesus. <laughs> I'll go in the woods for Jesus, yeah. <laughs> he went to the wilderness, I'm going to the woods. Um, so anyway, uh, I said, okay, you know, maybe I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'm, I'm gonna do it. So they start, you know, weeks go by and they're like, okay, we're getting ready, we're getting closer. And as it got closer, I said, just something in my spirit don't sit right. Mm. Something in my spirit ain't, you know, I, I don't know. So I ended up bowing out gracefully, right? And I just didn't know. I said, I don't know, Jesus, I don't know about this. So they went and they did their thing and they came back. And so I went, you know, after they came back, we had uh, our men's group again. So everybody's just raving about how good it is. It was amazing. Followed by, they were talking about the different sessions that they went into and, you know, they're playing sports and this, that, and that. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then uh, somebody said, oh, but the best session was that last night. And, they, and everybody's like, oh, man, that was powerful. And I was like, what was the, you know, tell me about it. What was the last session? It's like, yeah, they were talking about uh, just just being uh, vulnerable and bare before God, right? And just like, you know, as men, and we need to be vulnerable and all this stuff. I'm like, wow, this sounds like a good, you know. And they say, yeah, but the most powerful part was when the speaker basically um, told all of us to just strip naked. Why did I know that that was where this was going? (laughs) When you said be bare before God, I, I, I literally said, um, I said, I said please, please do don't. This. Please do not tell me. Don't tell me your people. <laughs> if I tell you 
the look on my face when I was in that men's purity group was a pure disgust. I was like, how do, how do you know that I got a whole, can I cuss on the phone? Yeah, I got a whole ass family. I got, I got, I got, I got a whole ass wife and kids and you invited me to this thing and wanted me to get naked with, with all your men's, your men's in them. And then they said they went around hugging folks. I said, okay, now what, what we're going to do is it's, it's this not just, that. We're, we're not going to do that. That's what we're not going to do. And what we're going to do is continue to trust the Holy Spirit that has that spoke to my heart and said, this is not a good idea. Oh my God. But do you understand that that's what they're, they, the church has no idea. That's what they're saying. Don't have any idea. They, they have no idea. What's they have no idea. They don't. I'm floored in this moment, but then yeah. I shouldn't be because, right. I mean, the more I find out about like how deep a lot of the issues within the church are, yeah. I, I become less and less surprised. Yeah. That yeah. was probably the most surprising thing I've heard in a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> because, I mean, I definitely know, you know, friends that have you know gone through, you know, conversion therapy, right. they've right. gone to men's purity groups and things like right. that and clearly didn't work because right. you can't say on one hand, God doesn't make mistakes and right. he makes us, we're all his children. And then right. say that this group of people does not fall into that right. category. Right. But that's Absolutely. just what happens with the Bible and what has happened with Christianity as a whole. Right. And it's really a shame. It is. So uh, now I want to know all of those experiences. <laughs> Jesus. How have you channeled that for good? In, yes. in, in your in your industry, in your career, as a yes. father, as a best yes. friend. How have you turned all of those things around for good for you. Yeah. So for me, I think, you know, what, what I took from and what I learned is that um, the, the thing that I can do to best honor God, okay, the God that I believe in, the thing that I can do to best honor him, her, it, is to be authentic, mm. is to not hide who I am. It's to put on full display my humanity. Yeah. And in that, people get to see the journey. And in the journey, people get to see the flaws. They get to see the hurt. They get to see the pain. But then they also get to see the triumph. They get to mm -hmm. see the victory. They get to see the process of working all that out, the in-between. Yeah. And in that space, I think that that is what... Uh, honors God the most. Um, you know, it's like for me as an artist, when, uh, I, you know, my first single that I ever released, is that my best work? You be the judge. Go right. listen to it. Go stream it now. <laughs> but, um, you be the judge. But, but there's something about being authentic and letting people in on the journey. And it means something more when you know, my single uh, went to the billboard charts, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And the process of, you know, between my first song and that, my process between, you know, the journey of that whole thing. So I think that I'm really embracing the journey. I'm letting people see that I am a flawed individual. Mm. Um, I don't claim to be perfect. I don't claim to be anything other than Gaddison. Uh, who happens to be, uh, you know, my best friend happens to be my ex-wife, uh, who has two children, who uh, uh, loves music, and, um, you know, is, is chocolatey as ever. I mean, that's, that's the only thing I know. 
and I'm working the rest out. I love, well, you know, and even in that admission of your flaws, I think there's perfection in that. Yes. So I think that everything that you're doing, you know, I, I ride for, ride or die for you. So yeah, I, I'm very, you. very proud of you. So Thanks. tell my listeners where they can follow you and keep up with your projects and all the good stuff that you're doing this year. Yes. So basically, uh, you can go on Facebook. If Facebook is your thing, Gaddison Official, you just type that in. If Instagram is your thing, once again, Gaddison Official, G-A-T-T-I-S-O-N, Official. Hopefully you can spell official. But um, but if you can't, it's okay. You just, throwing shades. Stop just it. Google. You said I spell <laughs> official. Same thing with YouTube. Uh, and then if you're on Twitter, it's I am Gaddison because them folks don't do Gaddison official. And it's just crazy. It was a little too long for them. All social media platforms have a different, a different look, <laughs> different attitude, different demographic. Well, I'm thank like, you so much for hopping on with me. And make sure you guys yeah. follow Gaddison. Listen to his music streamer on Spotify. Follow him on all social media thank you again make sure you subscribe to we need to talk as well and if you are a patreon subscriber thank you so much you go to patreon.com slash melinda hale gaddison thank you so much always a pleasure talking with you of course and we'll talk to you guys again next week Bye. bye Make sure you subscribe to We Need to Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, and head to patreon.com slash Melinda Hale. Thanks for listening.